1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back to KJ and Lions on W-E-E-I. mm <laughs>
2: Our KJ lines on WEEI 617-779-7937 text line 37937 in for Gresh and Fourier. Happy New Year's Day to you. I love that song. It's called mathematics. And and if you look at college football and what's happened with these bowl games, they say the math ain't mathing. if you saw what happened in that Georgia, Florida state game or the disaster, that was Ohio State, Missouri. I think college football has an ugly problem on its hands with these opt-outs because of NIL. Look, Ohio State only missed really one person, and they looked atrocious. Marvin Harrison Jr. was an opt-out. And the other thing, if you're going to opt-out, don't be on the sidelines.
3: They were on their
2: third-string quarterback, too, for most of that game. Okay, so So I think that made a difference. Well, but here's the thing. If you're an Ohio State traveling fan and you're going all the way from wherever to New Orleans... Do you want to go see Dua Lipa's backup dancers, or do you want to see her perform? You want to see the artist perform that you paid the money to come see.
3: And speaking of that, too, uh, the Relya Quest Bowl is about to kick off between LSU and Wisconsin. Malik <laughs> Neighbors, the wide receiver, two in this class, decided to play. And while I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the first receiver taken anyway, if he has a good game today, maybe that makes him not just the second receiver taken, but taken really close to Marvin Harrison Jr. So
2: well. really, he's doing that because he clearly knows who's ahead of him. And maybe he thinks the, he can second, pass him, yeah. And he thinks, because I've seen one draft scenario had him being picked first and Marvin Harrison going around fourth. So I've seen that scenario. It wasn't my scenario, but I've seen that scenario. So, but like, again... The quarterback situation for Ohio State was a mess. I mean, he was a game manager. It wasn't like, hey, if he wasn't out there. But you don't pay to go see a third stringer. Or if you look at the situation with Florida State, once they knew they, A, didn't have their quarterback, and, B, weren't going to that be was the, That was ridiculous. They game.
3: 12 opt-outs, and right? And I think nine scholarship players. Like, that's <laughs> not – and think about it. As good as Florida State was, you're already without your starting quarterback, right? Jordan right. Travis, who's hurt. Then you have nine scholarship guys on top of it opt out and KG I think there's a solution here right so first of all if you're going to expand the college football playoff and make it to 12 team playoff I think you need to knock a game or two off the regular season because these guys should not be playing 15 games as college athletes and yes I'm fully aware of NIL and the money in it I spent eight years as a college football coach I get it but they should not be playing that many games the other piece the transfer portal being opened in December is absurd to me that should not be opened until the full season and when i say full season i mean the college football playoff and national championship game is over because well, I, now you have guys like think about these guys on florida state well if i don't go into the transfer portal now maybe i won't find a home so i'm not going to play in my bowl game and now my team's going to be screwed and uh if i you know go in the portal and i play and i want to play i can't so but if i play anyway and then i get hurt like there's so much indecision whereas if the portal wasn't open till after the season, you'd just say, all right, I'm going to play in my bowl game. That's going to put more film out there for teams, and then I'm going to go into the transfer portal, and if, God forbid, I get hurt in the bowl game, at least I have some early film from that, and a team can potentially pick me up and, and help me in my rehab. But the portal being open in December I think has been a really, really bad thing for college
2: football. Yeah, but who's it, who enrolls the college to another college in the middle of January? Right, that's why the transfer portal has to open but when it can. opens. I mean,
3: you can open, close, and, closes, so and I, closes when it closes. So maybe my I should have been a little bit, like if you take a couple of weeks off the regular season, then you should have the college football playoff done by you know within the first week of January, which gives you you know two or three weeks before kids come back to class you have for to an have athlete before, to find new homes. You have home. to have
2: it. You have to have it done
3: before. No, you don't. The next semester starts. Yeah, the next it, semester doesn't start at a lot of places till February first, and in some so, cases late January. It's plenty of time.
2: No, it starts around the 15th for most schools, And if right? the like, college
3: football playoff's done by January 5th, let's just pick a date. That's still two pap- weeks for and you. And all to- your paperwork
2: is done, right? That, so, that That's going to be that's gonna be a nightmare for universities because suddenly you're going to have a flood of new enrollees. What do you tell the ones it. that have already been enrolled in? Hey, by the way, your housing has just been rescinded because we've gotten this great safety. Or, you can, the just,
0: or
3: you can just have the college football playoff end. Right around Christmas, right? Like if you take a couple games off the regular season, and you don't have to worry about missing out on money because if you're adding extra playoff games, the networks wouldn't that's allow gonna, that. The, the networks are going to get more money from extra playoff games anyway. So uh, there's a way to work this where you don't have a 63 to three, you know, Orange Bowl game between Georgia and Florida State, and you don't have you know what we're see- what we saw with Ohio State and guys just opting out left and right. Like I don't think that portal should be open until after the season. And again, it can be open. From the end of the season all the way through June, just leave it open so that way if guys want to leave after spring practice and go somewhere else in May, they can do that as well. Like that's a plenty of coaches do that, right? They finish spring practice, yeah. The coaches and don't do go, your classes and then <laughs> go to a new school, yeah. But they're committing just as much time to the program as the players, so
2: you, they're no, going they're just to paid place. employees, right? So, you can hire a paid employee anytime you want,
3: right? But, but my point is that part of the team. Right, A huge part, coaches will leave after spring practice. Players can, and they still can, leave after spring practice. But my thing is, if you just wait on the transfer portal until the national championship game's done and you leave it open until June, guys will still be able to get to wherever they want to get to for the next season, and they'll be fine. And then you won't have all these absurd number of opt-outs and all
2: these bad bowl games that we've seen. Well, I think the way you actually handle that, and this is where the university gets control, if you're going to say X player is gets an NIL deal to play for University of fill-in-the-blank, University of fill-in-the-blank says that NIL deal must carry you as a player all the way through bowl season. So in essence, for you to be able to take that money and to be a representative of that school, you void your deal if you do not play in that last game and then may be forced to pay back money for 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 reneging on a contract, right? I, I joked last hour that you know maybe you just shut off the kids' cars from a remote start, like these free cars that they get. But you would have to kind of claim just the same way that you would have to claim a hardship. You probably would have to claim the same thing for you to not play in the bowl game. So you might say, "Hey, I'm Marvin Harrison Jr. and I'm a direct. I'm a projected top ten pick. I'm claiming a hardship to present prevent injury, and this is why I will be opting out." But if you're one of these secondary players playing for Ohio State or for Florida State and you're just not there because you don't feel like it and you've got an NIL deal that's tied to the school, because keep in mind, schools can end NIL deals quick just by doing this, taking your last name off of the back of the jersey and giving you duplicate numbers. Okay, you want to be number one? We can give this guy number one too, and suddenly your deal gets in flux, right? So universities still have control. Maybe I'm giving them some ideas right now. But I think the problem is, and this will carry into probably even the extended college playoff series where people think it'd be less of a problem, it'd be more of a problem. Because let's say you've got a star player that tweaks an ankle in week one, and then next week decides, you know what, I'm opting out of this game because I don't want to further damage my ankle or cause injury that's going to prevent my draft stock from going up. Now you might have injury kind of designation where you're like, well, you know, I'm I'm opting out in week two, and it might be a bigger game. I think the ideal
3: thing, too, to do, too, is, like, have the regular season end a week or two earlier. And and even if you want to say you started earlier and play the same amount of games, I think personally they should play a couple less games. But, like, instead of Ohio State-Michigan being the Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Then the conference championships are on Black Friday or the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Then you can do the first two rounds of the playoffs in the first two weeks of December. And that way then kids will still have a few weeks off of their finals, which is what they're supposed to have now anyway. And you can finish things up, you know, right after Christmas and still be able to get guys out through the transfer portal and, you know, getting ready for the draft after that. But I think the you know connecting it to NIL might be a good way to go as well. And it would involve less logistics too, right? You're not moving yeah. games around. But I still think even if you connect it to NIL, like here's the issue. Like if I'm a kid playing for Ole Miss and my NIL deal says I have to play in a bowl game, but then I say I'm going to go in the transfer portal and LSU says, oh, don't worry about that. We'll get you an even richer NIL deal, so it doesn't matter. You can opt then, out. Then, then I'm going to opt out, and I'm just going to leave early. So, so I still think no matter what, well, the portal be the contract, being open you in say December that, is L- a problem. That
2: LSU is on the hook of, of the balance of the NIL, NIL deal, right? Like you could say, okay, let's say I have a deal with a car dealership and you still owe the, ba- the because the balance of the, the contract hasn't been paid in full. LSU may be responsible for paying in full – based on inflated retail price for a kid to keep that car to take it to LSU with them, right? So yeah. you, might, you might make the new school on the hook for what your kid is leaving out from, and that might even discourage schools from taking a bunch of kids in the transfer portal because I, I've always thought that the best deal for the transfer portal would be guys who didn't get a lot of playing time. Like a buddy of mine, his son is a three-time all-academic Big Ten player. He's going to go to the transfer portal. He's probably going to see a lot more playing time where he goes because he's done what he's academically needed to do, right? But if it's about like, hey, I heard they're opening a chain of Chipotles and they need someone to be a spokesperson and you would be ideal, then that's when you start to step in and say, okay, you're giving us directly a cut of that money if you want to even make this thing happen. And, oh, by the way, our deal calls for if we're we're chosen – As a top 12 team in the playoff, that kid must commit to playing in those games, barring documented injury, or the deal's off, or we won't honor the deal. We'll give the kid the number 99.
3: Yeah. Or they can structure deals where, you know, let's say your NIL deal is, you know, you get $500,000, let's just say. They give you a chunk before the season, a chunk halfway through the year, and then a chunk at the end of the year. But if you leave early, you just don't get that chunk. At the end of the year and move yeah, on. Yeah, like, like a we'll, small deposit. You yeah, get like,
2: the deposit and it's payable at the end.
3: Yeah, like we'll, we could probably see a lot of deals like that there too. And that's a problem, I think, with college football is it's become – such a massive money-making thing that they want to keep expanding and keep expanding. And we've seen now the death of the Pac-12. The SEC is going to have this glut of teams, the Big 12. I don't really even know what that's going to look like in a few years without Texas and Oklahoma being in there. Sounds like our industry. It's just not – yeah, it's just frankly not going to be, I think, as good. And there's still going to be fun games, obviously. used to own a radio station. But I think it's not going to be – as clean a product, and I think it's not going to be as fun to follow because you're going to have all these teams mixed together. Like, really, Texas should not be in the SEC, right? And UCLA shouldn't be in the Big Ten. Like, that doesn't make sense, but that's what's going to happen, and I think that's going to take away some of the fun, and that's why, like I said, I think you need to find a way where the transfer portal's not open early, but also you get some of these games done earlier. Like instead of a team playing thirteen games, nope. maybe they play eleven. Or instead Cal they play. Not,
2: Cal should not be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's yeah, how kids right. will fail geography. Like a school on the Pacific Coast is in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Like And the, how other, does thing, that and the other thing uh-huh.
3: too that I think is a major problem here and no one I I shouldn't say no one, but very few people care about. What about, like, the field hockey and the soccer players at Cal who, like, in the middle of October have to fly across the country to play Maryland or something like that? You You better learn how to kick an oblong football. (laughs) But it's like, so, I mean, because the football players travel and play once a week, and that's uh, hard enough if you're going across country. But now you're talking about teams that may have to have a road trip on the East Coast, if you're in, or if you're a UCLA soccer player, you have to have a road trip to the Midwest, and you miss a week and a half or two weeks of classes because you can't be flying back and forth all the time. Like to me, that's something that I think is going to well, really mess with a lot. will take care
2: of the class attendance. You uh, would think.
3: I think, but it's still not the same as being there, and you're still not getting. And I know, like, and that's the other thing. Like NIL is great. Those kids aren't getting big NIL money, so they're not really making up for that time they've missed in the classroom. So I just think that it's really going to harm those kids, and nobody really thinks of those kids because they just think of men's basketball, women's basketball, and football. But there's a lot more people being affected by this, and I think a
2: lot of them are going to be affected in a negative way. Maybe that's why the Gatorade commercial was, I could be like Mike and not be like Wayne. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Some things just pay better than others. It's KJ and Lions, Infragression 4A. Happy New Year's Day to you. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We talk about the Patriots. What is the story for this week? Is this the end for Belichick? We'll get into all of that. Right now, it's time to trend with
0: John. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is KJ and Lions on WEI. Billion in the
2: backfield, dropping
1: on first and ten. Blexis on, moves up. He's here. No one is there. He's. Good take it in for six! Zippy, first touchdown run of the season! 17-yard run! The Chants up the Patriot quarterback with a 17-yard touchdown run.
2: You're going to see the flow of the receivers going that direction. There is nobody on this side of the field in man-to-man coverage. Watch, and the safety works that way. Zappi, once he escapes pressure, then it's just a foot race to the front corner. Much-needed touchdown for the New England Patriots. KJ and, Don, KJ and Lions, fair enough. I, I made that mistake with Don Darrow the other night. KJ and Lions in progression. Fourier, happy new year to you. 2024 is here. And that was the call yesterday for Bailey Zappi's 17 yard scamper, not the only one of the game. Uh, Patriots fall short to Buffalo. They cover the spread, though. And I, I think that we had that conversation. I don't think there was any way they lose by 12 and a half. But look, just, look Buffalo was not good in that game as much as the offense mistakes were terrible for for the patriots yesterday and and look it's interesting because if that was max game yesterday they would it, people would be screaming put zappi in there at least give him a chance to play a game so i just the same way i gave heat about mac jones and the bad mistakes he was making man that looked very bad from zappi yesterday considering hey you've had all the reps you've had all the first team reps You've been doing this now for several weeks. And like I say with any quarterback in this in this league, once t- once tape gets out on you, people will know what your tendencies are. Now, Rager who didn't, I mean, I'm John, I'm baffled and I'm you probably are too. How do you know when dude's getting blitzed that you don't cut off that route and run yeah. a slant? Like that interception <laughs> was
3: all on the wide receiver, Rager, and I thought <laughs> Even the one on the Devonte Parker route, it felt like yeah. Parker's route was kind of like I don't want to call it lazy, but it just was very slow to develop. Flo- and, he floated the yeah, route, and like Farrel Brown, floating the route. Yep, fumble, obviously not on Zappy. That first interception, I thought was definitely on Zappy. I thought he was yeah. late coming out with it. But your point about you know they got film on him, and it felt like early on everything the Patriots tried to do. The Bills were a hundred percent ready for. It. I mean, the first play of the game—that that's a play. That little stick concept. Patriots yep. love to run. Bills were all over it. That backside slant. That uh, Zappy's second interception. And again, I didn't love the route by Parker. Bills totally baited him on that. Right. That's something the Patriots love to run all the time. There was even. A swing pass uh, not long after to Zeke Elliott that ended up being an overthrow out of bounds. And it's a good thing it was an overthrow because it could have been intercepted because their defensive end was ready for it. Like, it's like everything the Patriots like to do passing wise, at least early in that game, the Bills were 100% ready for. It. And I think it was just a case of they were really well prepared, and the Patriots have been kind of doing a lot of the same things over the past, you know, three weeks or so.
2: Yeah, the Patriots' offense is the lineup of the British Army in 1775 all in red in a straight line fighting, thinking they're going to win because they've got a bunch of numbers. And and, and again, think about it. That's how Bailey Zappi is able to take off for a 17-yard scamper with virtually untouched because defenses have been able to say, let's sit back and see what they attempt to do, knowing that they don't have the skill players pretty much to consistently do it. Yeah, they right. only the run- had one explosive
3: play in the first half, and that was a screen pass that was really b- well blocked, but Kevin Harris right. took for 56 yards. Right? right, They opened it up a little more in the second half, but early on, really one explosive play. Then, of course, the nice run by Zappi, but four turnovers on the other
2: side. And you think Kevin Harris started to pop yesterday, and probably so because there's no film on him. right? So, you, you, so when you've got guys in there who can do... A couple of things and you're you're not really preparing for that. Cause they I mean they'd shut down Zeke for the most part in terms of the run game. And I think that's what people and teams have known is look, if you could stop the Patriots from running the ball, it's just gonna be to your advantage to sit back and find out what their quarterback is trying to do, or you already know that they're going to do it. There's nothing damaged that, that, that there's nothing damaging that says about them, hey, look, wow, you need to watch out for the quarterback run. You need to watch out for this. You need to watch out for the rollout. They like to do this they they think about it when's the last time you've seen the Patriots run motion <laughs> motion to fool anybody yeah, it's they I think
3: they did an okay job against Denver with that, but it's something I would like to see them be doing
2: a lot more than there especially Pop when I think is probably the one guy you can yeah.
3: kind of do it with and, and that's the other issue right especially when you don't have a ton of just dudes out there right a, a lot of high talent you have to be a little bit more creative but then on the other side of it I think they're worried that if they get too creative and go too crazy, Zappy's going to struggle because he struggled in August when they were putting their full offense in. He was pretty good last year under the Matt Patricia offense, which was more simple. And so far, he's been you know much better when things have been simplified. And I know it's gotten more complex as the weeks have gone on, but I wonder if that's something that if you're Bill O'Brien, you're like, hey, we're throwing interceptions on basic plays. You know, I I don't want to get more. Complex than we already are, but then it's kind of a double-edged sword because defenses know okay they're only going to do you know this number of things, and when they line up like this, we can just be ready for it. And we saw the Bills take huge advantage of that early on.
2: Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven K J and Lions in. Progression Fourier.
3: Quick correction yeah, to that: Kevin yeah. Harris screen pass was 48 yards. I said 56. Oh, don't beat yourself so, up over that. I'm Four. sorry, KJ. I'm sorry to you and the people out there listening. Oh, those are I'm eight three yards I gave to Kevin Harris. Oh.
2: You know, you know what? People eight sit at home. Yards. They're like, they're like, you know what? I can do what they do, and they have no idea of all the different things that go on in your ear. All these things you're getting messages from your boss and everything. You just sit there. You'd be like, ah. So don't even worry about something like yeah. that. I, I like it when know.
3: people text in on the text line and call us idiots when we get, like, one word wrong.
2: You know? the, all I would say, oh, hey, apply. Yeah. Apply for the job. Apply. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> right. I enjoy that. It, there you go. I don't read the text line. That's why I have Nico do you it. You could do it,
3: a show. KJ and the texters. That might be a fun show.
2: Uh, but you know what? I would make money for the company off of that. See, yeah. that's, that, that's, the difference, that's the difference between me and many others. I know how to make people money. When they need to make themselves money, hopefully Ken's not listening because then he'll be like, "Okay, John, you stay home. I'll just do KJ in the test. No, 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 Ken will, no. KJ will make you money. No, I mean I can run my mouth, but it's enjoyable when I can run it with someone else. Yeah, that didn't come out right.
3: Yeah, no, I I, I get what you <laughs> say. I get, it. but right. but to, to get back to well, here's the, the thing. Offense.
2: You mentioned that you say they don't want to get too fancy. I think what Bill, be- I mean, what Bill O'Brien discovered is, hey, I can call some of these design runs for Zappy and you may see some of them early so that way it freezes the defense from trying to be super aggressive shooting up the A gap and trying to overwhelm the line that you say hey this guy may take off even if he just takes off for 6 7 yards shortens you know shortens the downs the the, the, the gain of line for for them if he can get it to like a second and 3 If he's able to run for himself, let's just say 35 yards in a game. He ran for, what, at least 34?
3: 37 yesterday, including the touchdown run.
2: There you go. That creates a bit of space where the defense has to at least use one of their men to account for Zappi taking off. If that happens, then maybe you can now slide the pocket to the left or to the right and potentially open some things for Hunter Henry and Mike Isecki across that middle, making it a little softer. Maybe this is where you say, "Hey, if they come running at me, cut that cut that nine route, that go route, and just come in and slant." So maybe those are small things that you can fit because you figure the Jets are going to try and be super aggressive with that front four to try and make Zappy just overwhelmed and try and get him to run around or get down on the ground. So you've got to call these 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 un these, these unpredictable runs with Zappi takes off himself because he's done a very good job. This is what you haven't seen from Mac. is It's the drill, if you remember even playing Madden, if you never played the game, where you had to kind of bounce yourself inside the circle during the practice drill to show that you can move yourself inside the pocket just to create milliseconds, and those milliseconds can add up to half a second and then be able to find someone. Mac was just going down. At least Bailey Zappi is moving those hips side to side, stepping forward to the side, kind of making himself like a joystick, more so than just a stick. And and maybe that's what you look at because you, you you look at it this way: what do you have to lose? It's the last season of the game. Might as well try it. You don't worry about like who's the quarterback next week.
3: Yeah, and I think like the most impressive thing to me about Bailey Zappi has been his ability to keep his eyes downfield while under pressure. Right, yep. that was something that was a big issue with Mac. All season long. And zapping. and look, I'm not saying he's made a ton of incredible plays, but he's always kept his eyes down. We saw even the Micah Sicki touchdown against Denver. He did a phenomenal job of staying aware of the receivers in the routes and the tight ends while under pressure. We saw him do that yesterday. And even that touchdown run, right, sees some pressure, sees a wide open seam, and he takes it and he runs for a touchdown, right? So his ability to keep his eyes up under pressure I think has been his best quality as the Patriots starter so far because that also, not only does that keep him aware of what's going on, but it buys extra time for receivers who, as we know, not as talented as a lot of other teams, buys them a little bit of extra time to get open. It gives your whole offense a little bit more confidence. Like Even the offense yesterday, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but after that fourth turnover, obviously they were pretty dejected. They were frustrated. Devontae Parker leaves with an injury, but then they fought back. Whereas when Mac was committing some of these major turnovers against Dallas, against New Orleans, you didn't feel that same level of fighting back. And I think part of the reason is Zappy's ability to keep the plays alive, keep his eyes downfield, and hit guys open so then you feel like you have a chance to come back. Like it felt like in the Dallas game, in the New Orleans game, once they started turning the ball over, there was almost a sense of, wow, we have no chance to get back. This game, just one example, but this game, right, you get down, then you have Kevin Harris take a screen pass deep, then you have Bailey Zappi run for a touchdown. In the second half, Zappi and Rager had that great completion where Rager adjusted his body for a 40-yard catch down the left sideline. Yep. Like, those were things I feel like were not happening. Again, they still lost the game, I get it. But if you look at what has been the big positives, I think Zappi's ability to keep his eyes up while he's under pressure has given this offense a new level of confidence that they can move the ball no matter what the situation is.
2: Well, I think what I was saying about Zappi getting into the game is affecting the team in a positive way because Zappi is a player. Right? Because here's the thing. All the things we saw in yesterday's game, we've seen those before when Zappi wasn't in there. So, you're absolutely right. Like the team decided to fight where in the past it was it was almost this feeling of they're never going to come back. There's never going to be any type of competitive edge yeah. to Oh no, here we go again. Right. And and, and what was crazy even with four turnovers, the game was still in the balance. And I had joked on Twitter that, hey, look, this Patriots game may be the game that other, other affiliates switch to because it's a competitive game. This was supposed to be a blowout for the Bills. The game was still in the balance. It was still within the margin of a score late into the game. And you're like, wow, if, if, if people were watching what we watched early on, why would you be switching to this game? And the only reason it would be is because you're like, "Damn, the Patriots are still in this game." And I think like, the defense
3: deserves a huge amount of well, credit. They year. played well all year, but look, they should get
2: all the superlatives like, for the end of year awards. back.
3: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but like yesterday, the first series the defense had was a three and out. But the Bills are already in field goal range, so they kicked yep. a field. Goal. So they give up points, but it's like they forced a three and out and still gave up points because a short of short field turnover. Right, right, like. The Patriots allowed 27 points yesterday. Seven of them were due to a pick six, so the defense only allowed 20. 13 out of those 20 points were on drives the Bills started inside the Patriots' 30-yard line. Right? Like, I mean, what are you supposed to do there? And one touchdown in that scenario? The Bills only went on one real touchdown drive, which was the 75-yard drive, to open the second half where Dalton Kincaid had a great catch, and that was a nice drive by Buffalo. But think about right. it. You you held an offense in the Bills with Josh Allen and Diggs and some really good players that had just smoked Dallas just a few weeks ago. You held them to essentially one real drive for a touchdown. And you and like that's where like when you look and I know this is a larger discussion, yeah. but when you look at this Patriots season, the amount of games they could have won if they just didn't commit catastrophic turnovers. I mean, we honestly might be talking about a playoff at least a team fighting for a playoff spot. If they just didn't commit, catastrophic turnover. That's how good this defense has played.
2: Yeah, let's just look at the games that they they pretty much had a chance to be in. Philly. Start with Philadelphia, right? right? Their defense gave up
3: 18 points in that game. Six out of the 18 points were on 50-plus yard field goals, yet they lose
2: 25-20. The Commanders game, the Colts game. The Giants yeah. game, even the, the Dallas Chargers. game,
3: they gave up twenty three yeah. points on defense. No,
2: the Dallas game was a blowout early, <laughs>
3: but even that, they only gave up twenty three points on defense. I think one touchdown allowed on defense. I mean, if they're not throwing pick sixes and you know fumbles yeah, for touchdowns, it, at least they're in it. You know what I mean? They, they're in it. If
2: they only gave up seven points, they still lose seven three. Like, like that Dallas game was yeah. nowhere near the reach. I'm talking about like the indie game, the, the Chargers game, game, the Chargers game. Um, yeah, maybe the no, maybe Vegas the Raiders game. I mean, yeah. if
3: if. Devonte Parker doesn't have a pass hit off his hands at the forty-five yard line. You're probably in field goal range, and you win. Plus, your offense gave up a safety in that game. I mean, that's in that bad interception Mac threw down in the red zone. We had Hunter Henry open along the sideline and just overthrew him by like six yards. Like, like again, yeah, I mean, what, what did we just list off? Like five or six games. Did I think it,
2: what you, I think what you really look at is that streak of games with the Commanders, the Colts, the Giants, and the Chargers all of those games were within reach of seven or less, Yeah, right? If you just add, in some cases, if you add seven points, those games completely change their wins. And that's the issue that was going on at the time. The offense was not producing touchdowns, and you can't expect the defense to do everything. If you've looked at since the Pittsburgh game, 21 points, 17 points, 26 points, 21 points, these are numbers that you were rarely hearing outside of the Buffalo game for, for all of this season. So I guess it gets to the bigger and overarching question about what what the Patriots have in front of them. The elephant in the room is there are some that believe that this next game is going to be Belichick's last. I happen to think that it's not. This also may be the last game as this Mac Zappy thing that's going on with fans. I think they're going to have to kind of kiss and make up. It feels like it's been a bit of a civil war. And the next quarterback coming in, and will Mac even be part of this team? This might be the last game that Mac is on this roster. So there are a lot of potential last for this game. Which one do you think is the most realistic last? Uh, Belichick, I, I also Mac, think, sorry, mm. go ahead. No, well, well, go ahead. if you want well, to No, one. I
3: think a big one, and I, it's not going to get the publicity it deserves. This could be the last game for Matthew Slater as a Patriot, right? Three times yeah, Super Bowl champ. I love Matthew. You know, it's not going to get the publicity. Yeah, Hall that, of that's, Famer, I know. But I just wanted to mention his name. I didn't there, want to go yeah. the whole show without mentioning his name. Look, I think it's definitely, to me, the last game for Mac Jones because I think if Bill stays, Mac's gone. And I think even if Bill's gone, the next guy, whoever it is, is probably going to come in and say, all right, I'm going to draft a quarterback top five, and I'm going to go with Zappi as the bridge-slash-backup guy and
2: just move on from Mac.
3: So I think the highest likelihood to me of all those is it's Mac's last game as a
0: Patriot.
2: Yeah, I would have to say that's what it is as well. And And here's the thing. I don't necessarily know if it means that Mac Jones – isn't on the roster, say, come March 1st. But I think by time you get to the start of next season, I think Mac Jones is gone before preseason is over. So he may still be in camp, which may be the oddest of odd things, yeah. carrying a third quarterback while waiting for the right deal to come through the door. Because I don't think any deal is coming through the door, even along in the draft. You might make some phone calls. You might see who needs some kind of secondary help uh, in terms of you know backup, because so many back so many starters went down this year, I mean you might be Denver, right? You might be Sean Payton say I can take that guy, have a form of control, save a whole lot of money, and see what I can get out of this guy because I'm the quarterback whisperer.
3: Yeah, so, and I think if you're a team out there, you're going to look at Max Pedigree and say, all right, this was a first round pick. He had a good rookie season. And then you can just say, oh, well, they ruined him with bad coaching and bad talent around him, so we'll, we'll fix him. And I think there's a lot of teams out there that might say, hey, Patriots, we'll give you a, a seventh-round pick that will turn into a fourth if Mac ends up starting games for us or something like that. And, like, if you're yeah. San Francisco, if you're Atlanta,
2: if you're Detroit. You need so, to get him somewhere where he starts, like, where he plays right. Like, if he could get to Denver and you do a deal like that, it's advantageous for Denver because now they're coming off of quarterback money with Russell Wilson still having to pay a little bit of that but not having to pay Mac big money and only potentially having to do it for a year right so if they just pick up the rest of Mac's deal he just gets picked up for next year and then they could decide if they want to pick up his option
3: right exactly so that's the thing too they have some flexibility there at least for the first year it's very affordable even for if you picked up the fifth year option i mean it's a lot more expensive but by starting quarterback standards it's not that expensive if that makes it, you know by based on the market so that that's the thing. Like if I'm and the other thing, too, is if I'm Mac Jones, I'd probably rather be somewhere else, even oh, if there's yeah. a new coach. Like so I don't want to like look at uh, the other night when the Ravens played the 49ers. My dad and I were talking about this yesterday. Sam Darnold comes in and I know it's a blowout and I know we ended up throwing an interception. But even he looked like a much better player than the guy we saw with the Jets and the Panthers after being yeah. there for a year. Just learning, you know, he just looked better in the pocket, looked more comfortable. And you can still say he stinks, but he looked a lot better. Right? So if I'm Mac, I'm looking at that saying, I want to go to a situation like that where I can get better and then become a starting quarterback and be a quarterback guru.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That would be the move for Mac. I think he just has to get under an offensive mind that specializes in quarterbacks who's been a quarterback coach. And Bill O'Brien really was of that for what, a year and a half, two years before coming back here? Right. So. Well, really, just one year as a quarterbacks yeah. coach, and right? I think and, all
3: those teams were. And how much to? of a quarterbacks
2: coach are you when Brady's
3: the quarterback? Sure, and all those teams were listing. Have much better offensive talent than what Mac has dealt with with the Patriots too. Like you look at Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton in Denver. We know how good San Francisco is. Even Atlanta, right? They have Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, a decent. Yeah, I, don't offensive Atlanta, line. I don't think Atlanta. Like, yeah, I don't
2: think Atlanta does that. I don't think they go Atlanta's young for young.
3: I think Atlanta is in play mm. for it. I don't think that's the number one destination for Mac, but I think they're in play. But all these teams, like if I'm Mac, I'm looking at this saying, I'd rather go play there, be away from New England, and they're going to have better players around me than what I had here.
2: Happy 2024 from KJ and Lions here on WEEI in for Gresham Fourier. They'll be back tomorrow. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Watch out. I've got a 10-leg parlay that could potentially pay over. I'll tell you about that next here. And scare money don't make none. This
1: is KJ and Lions on WEEI.
2: Jay and Lions W-E-E-I. Happy New Year, 2024. I, you know, John, i we're in progression for you. I i could care less to see all these 2023 year-in-review wrap-ups people put on social media. Come on, is it about the rearview mirror or is it about the windshield, folks? No, it's about the likes. That's, what's, that's, see that's why they're there. It's about the likes, KJ. This is my concern, so I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. But my minor was in IO psychology, which is worker management relations, right? And in, if I'd done this one practicum, which was like go work in a daycare, I would have finished with two degrees. My father was like, have you been in college long enough to just get one? Like, just just get, get out, out of to, there. Yeah. Just get out of there. Like, you, you shouldn't like it that much. And one thing you're starting, I'll never forget this, and maybe this is a, a statement on society. I think I was in the Philadelphia airport a couple years ago, maybe three, four years ago, and there was a woman sitting with a support animal in her lap in one hand and scrolling on her phone on the other. I was like, doesn't this defeat the purpose of the damn support animal? Right? Like, you're, like it's like having a Band-Aid on a scar and then constantly picking at it over the Band-Aid. It's, it's one of those things where, man, just, I, look, if you're a younger person listening to this and you're like, hey, well, it's New Year's Day, it's very little listening time. But if you're listening to this, do not buy into what people are telling you is golden because that's what they type. You do not know the effects and what really goes on in their lives. So just be yourself. Have some humor. There's a lot of there's a lot of single women suffering out there right now because dudes are head down, don't know how to talk to them, they're in their phones, they've got to After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the
1: mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drick Responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import Chicago, Illinois
2: opinions about everything and sometimes they think they know more than what the chick is that they're trying to talk to and girls don't like it's a mess right now they're also suffering because you and i are off the market but that's a separate discussion they're there now i've seen some crying because of that (laughs) if the guys are committed they they talk about their spouses uh, they don't try yeah so seriously i tell my daughter right now it's like look it's a layup out there if you just be cool and not try and put everything on social because everybody on social pretty much is a liar.
3: Oh, you? Well, yeah, you're only seeing the highlights. You're not seeing the. Yeah, real, real they're life.
2: crying. They're they they've got the support animal in one yeah, hand. I, I think and society. On the top of the world.
3: I think society would be a lot better if social media only worked like two hours a day. You know what I mean? You could only go mm. on between like, like six the and makers eight p.m. Of
2: TikTok have died, designed it to in its own yeah. home country. <laughs> like you, you can, you can only
3: go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for two hours a day, and that's it. And I think society would be a lot better off because I think there are the occasional good thing on social media—people helping each other out, or nice right. stories, or good Recipes. conversations. Yeah, good conversations. But I think a lot of social media is is negative, and it's a net negative. I think overall. So I think I wish there was some way. We could have like a two hour time limit on social media. Not going <laughs> to happen in this country, but I. You wish. know,
2: only in this country would people go to their congressman about something like that. So you don't care that crime is bad in your neighborhood or your trash not being picked up? No, nah, not really. How come my TikTok cuts off after 10 p.m.? No, I want to no, no, know no about, about that. the
3: crime if I can't put it on TikTok,
2: right? <laughs> there you go. All right, 37937. Let's get to your text messages. Nico, what you got? All right, our first texter here says What has Jason Tam done for it to become his team? If it weren't for Jalen Brown, the
3: Celtics get bounced because Tatum doesn't show up in crunch time in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that's your feeling. This guy game. Get ready did, for did, the
3: 90 did, did that guy watch Game Six against Milwaukee yeah. in 2022 or Game Seven against Philly last year? I mean, come on. Look, does I understand Tatum did not play well in games two through six of the 2022 NBA Finals, but to say he doesn't ever show up in crunch time or it's not his team, I think it's just you. You have you know your hands over your eyes.
2: Yeah, can I put it in really How social media terms? about the
3: game-winning terms? shot he hit against the Nets in game one of the playoffs in 2022? Can
2: I put it in a real shallow social media term? Well, Jason Tatum has his own brand of potato chips, so clearly he matters more And I
3: own his sneakers. So. There you go. There so, you go. I mean, there you, that, there's was. your answer.
2: Yeah. right? All right, next one. Okay, and our <laughs> next
3: texter here, since you guys were talking about possible landing spots for Mac Jones and about Atlanta, they said they heard Atlanta might go after Justin Fields.
2: I would love yeah. that fit. By the way, I, I think Justin Fields stays in Chicago. I think that's part of a hope for Atlanta because they're, they're it's such a bad deal for them. And, and don't get me wrong, but sometimes you ever hear the, the saying, there are two places where a prophet can't dwell: it's his own home and his own hometown. It's biblical. It's, I think it's about the prophet Elijah. But I don't know if going home for Justin Fields would solve any type of upstairs issues for Justin Fields, being in charge of a franchise, knowing that the guy's home. But he looked
3: awesome the last couple of months. I mean, did you see him yesterday? Because he's like,
2: playing for a job.
3: Like yesterday, he looked like a guy that you would not draft a quarterback to replace. And I'm not and saying I, that's what's going to happen, but, I mean, he has been terrific over the last couple of months. And yesterday, he was awesome.
2: I think if you want to commit to Justin Fields in Chicago, you either get him like Alana Fasado or whatever. I, sorry if I butchered no, his name I, from Petsony. Yeah, yeah. You either get him him or you get him Marvin Harrison Jr. and pair him with DJ Moore. And now you've got what they've got in Cincinnati with with Chase and with uh, T. Higgins before the injuries really start kicking in with T. Higgins. So uh, one last one, or are we moving towards uh, – give me one more if you got it, Eco.
3: Um, well, we have one here that says they don't want you guys to listen to your haters because you guys are doing awesome.
2: So they're very glad to hear you on the air today. Well, thank you so much. Let's,
3: I, I want to I print that out and put it on the desk tomorrow. and Make Gresham it a T-shirt. Fourier, and when Gresham it. Fourier walk in. No, 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 no! You know what?
2: You know, offered up to because have you ever seen the font on the baseball? Isn't boring shirts. I, I have mean, one takes, of those shirts. So you know, you can make that same font shirt Bradford for us and just sell it at your booths, man. Take it with you down to you know, Vero Beach and Fort Myers when you hit, you know, when you hit the circuit in the spring. Yeah. Let's take these KJ and Lion shirts with you, so, man. Come on, KJ. Press. I do have a
3: question for you though. So yeah. I know you're not a resolution guy. You're not superstitious. Maybe yeah. just a little stititious. It's a resolution. Like that's Scott. what
2: that is. Yeah. Um,
3: is there anything though in 2024? you want to do like go
2: to see experience something like that you know what honestly you want the i I want to work more i want i want to work more so be doing two shows today i'm very happy my hunger is not kicked in it's almost two o'clock i would have been up by time i finished today at two it'd be seven hours of show since 6 a.m this morning
3: Yeah, uh, there you go. Work a little more. Hopefully, we get some more shows. We'll have another one. Now, leave leave that
2: on everybody. Let's leave that on everybody's desk. That's what KJ's resolution is. Watch out! No kidding. Uh, So, (laughs) look if you missed any of the show, uh, the Odyssey app is free. Download the uh, app and just type in W E E I. It brings you right here. It'll be under the Gresham Fourier tab. But it is now time for you. were scared, huh? Don't be scared. Don't be scared.
3: Uh, scared money don't make none. The best role I ever had. Scared money don't make none.
2: I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other goes the other way.
3: Scared money don't make none.
2: John, I have not done this feature in a while, probably since I was doing like 10 to midnight. So here's a super. I'm gonna give you a simple parlay and then the super parlay. It's got a lot of legs, but let's just call it what it is. If you wanna make money in this thing, you gotta be a little bit of an arachnid. So let's want to go with a same game parlay. Texas at Washington. This gives you a plus four thousand value. So forty to one total stake at hundred bucks, you can win four grand. Money line. Washington uh, take the player touchdowns. Michael Penix Jr. score anytime. Player stat. Michael Penix Jr. two plus touchdowns thrown. Another player prop: Michael Penix Jr. plus 325 passing yards. That's slightly over his 309 and a half that he set at. Total points over 55, 58 and a half in the game. I think the total is 63 and a half. And the second half of the game will be the highest scoring portion of the game. Take 100 bucks, put that on that 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 leg right there. Get you 4,000. One hundred dollars. That can't be right. Where, where it's did be 41, you? Where?
3: where what uh, betting service are you using?
2: I should mention that is BetMGM, but oh, I've okay. been saying their name a lot this morning. They've been getting their money out of me. So I was just because
3: uh, I want to look this up. That's why I was asking.
2: Yeah. So it's you just build your own like that. Um, plus, shout out to BetMGM. They are really big fans of Weei. Then you can do it in the second game. Not as many legs. This is for Texas and for um, for uh, Alabama. Um, the only ones I found that were kind of values. Jalen Milrow score anytime touchdown Jalen Milrow plus 150 passing yards total points I take the under of 41 and a half I think Nick Saban kind of keeps this game in the gutter halftime result of the game I think Michigan leads at the half but Alabama wins the game put 10 bucks down at plus 4,000 that'll get you 4,100 dollars same thing with the previous game mentioned. Put down $10, it'll get you $4,100. Now you ready for the scared money-don't-make-none portion, John? Yes. Put it all into a pot and mix it like gumbo. Put $100 down on that. the the, the following legs. money line Washington, Penix Jr., anytime TD. Penix Jr., two passing downs or two touchdowns or more. Penix, more than 325 yards passing. Quinn hours yours. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention him. 300 plus yards passing, total points over 58 and a half. Second half highest scoring portion of that game. Then to parlay that with this other game with Alabama and Texas. Jalen Milrow will score any time, touchdown. Jalen Milrow over 150 passing yards, total points under 41 and a half. That's a bit of a gamble. And the halftime end of game result: Michigan leads at the half. Alabama wins the game. Stop the music when I tell you what the payout would be. Nico, put down a hundred bucks. Win one hundred and sixty-eight thousand one hundred. Scare money. Don't make none. The final hour of KJ and Lions next here on WEEI. Happy New Year.